When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard. Comes out to Essien! Oh my goodness. It's a counter attack. Here's Didier Drogba. And now Kidd in the middle. Drogba goes! Stretch it. Stretch it. Mitch it on when you Stretch it. Chelsea 2 And Didier Drogba has it. Drogba in the centre! Mitchell just came to the ground and just pulled out that ball. Possibly bleak as this. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Chessie Hour. Um, hopefully, you listen to us on a Friday morning. You should get fresh football. Rob, if you don't listen to it straight away, it might even be out of date. But I am your host, Daniel Soft, back again here to talk about Chelsea. Um, hopefully, elevated conversations as well. And to that effect, we've brought two really good, intelligent guests on. And we've got Sam. What do you say, bro? Yeah, I'm good, man. Just here to here to give everyone their football fixes. We ain't getting it this week. We've got the winter break. Oh, yeah, it's true. Actually, I heard <laughs> for Premier League anyway, apparently it's going to be... Yeah, just Premier League. But... Yeah, Premier League. Apparently it's going to be like February 19th or something like that. So we're not playing another Premier League game for ages. Yeah, man. Ages. But... Yeah, we'll still have a lot to talk about. And then we've got Oscar. Is that the right? Is it Oscar? Is it Oscar? I don't know, because you've got a K there. Bro, bro. E- either way, man. I like I like the way you put a twang on it the second time. That's how but, um... that's, that's how South Americans say it, Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. It's just Oscar. Just Oscar. All good. Cool. Um, so did you decide the K or do your parents? Because for those that are listening, I'm seeing it right now. <laughs> it's O-S-K-A-R. And you might know him on Twitter or various like YouTube spaces or whatever. But yeah. did you decide to kind of funk it up by putting a K there? 
No, my parent, my parents named me Oscar with a K. Okay. And I'm I'm actually African, but apparently that's the German way to spell it. So I don't know, I don't know why my parents thought K would be better than C, but I quite like it. So yeah, that's how you spell my name. All right. And not to kind of give you full details out, but you've got Oscar Akra. Is that just like you got a name or bro? That's not that's not my actual name. Okay, good. Because <laughs> otherwise I would have given away your full yeah. And if you know when people don't like your opinions, they hate you on this podcast. So many people hate me, it's ridiculous. But anyway, let's get into Chelsea talk. I hear that. You hear what? That people hate me. Uh, no, no, no. I hear... <laughs> yeah, well, some some opinions, yeah, maybe. But no, no, I hear... Yeah, this I is hear an that, early, early people, press. People yeah. personify you based on one or two things you say about football, which it's is... Always that's what they do. That's what they the do. You rescued it there. So we're going we're gonna to <laughs> continue on the podcast. All right, cool. So we've actually got quite a lot to kind of go through. Obviously, it was a game, but that feels like ages ago. And I feel like right now we should talk about the attacking situation at Chelsea, which has probably been the biggest talking point and good reason because it's not working, even though we've spent so much money on it for the past couple of years. Um, Tuchel's been able to do wonders with us. Champions League win, et cetera, et cetera. But one thing he hasn't been able to do is fix the attack. So I've seen Sam tweeting, using one of the touchline videos to say that the attackers are whiners. So I kind of want to give you the floor and say, okay, cool. You seem to be siding on the... On this debate, you seem to be siding with the attackers just aren't doing a good job. Am I right? Yeah, most of them, at least, I would say. I don't think... You want to name names? (laughs) All of them, apart from Mount and Cho, (laughs) to be honest. Yeah. And that isn't me being some, like, Cobham lover or anything. That's just... I don't think Cho ever really has been given the platform that others have been given, so I feel unfair to judge him and when I've seen him I like him and I think just Mount I don't think he's been bad this year I think he's been Mm -hmm. decent in -hmm. many games I think he's probably been the only decent attacker Mm -hmm. so yeah them two are the only ones that I would say but in terms of what you said about um, me being on the side of it's very difficult it was only one article that came out Mm -hmm. and said that um, the players didn't like Tuchel or whatever Mm -hmm. and then kind of Chelsea Twitter went wild and it was everywhere and then I saw some tweets, uh, not tweets, sorry, saw some quotes from Peter Cech, mm-hmm. uh, basically saying all the players love him and stuff. And yeah, you could argue that Peter Cech is going to say things like that because he's involved with the club. PR. But yeah, exactly. It could be PR. Um, but then when they say all the attackers are unhappy, uh, it's difficult to judge who is unhappy. So, uh, the only thing I think is if you're unhappy with your game time, I hear it, mm-hmm. but but the parts I didn't like in the stories I was reading was, um, oh, he shouts at me and all of that stuff. I mean, it's, it's a league level sport, man. We will get into that. We'll get into that. I think Come on. Good, I think there's a good conversation to have that. But before we get into the details, I want to get your general overview of, um, of this situation, Oscar. So you're a Chelsea fan. We're all Chelsea fans. We all know yeah. the story. I don't have the detailed story. What is your reaction to it? Are you on Sam's side or do you have a bit more sympathy for players? Um, to be honest, um, for the majority of last year, up until about, I'd say, a couple of weeks ago, I was on Sam's side. The mm. more I think about it now, I, I kind of disagree. I okay. kind of disagree. I kind of not sympathise with the players, but I do understand why they would be frustrated, why they would be annoyed, mm. and why they would feel like this the current way that we play is not conducive to get the best out of these players. Okay. Um like I was saying before, I have ranted and lamented to so many people about, oh, 
you know, these guys just can't finish. They yeah. got in front of goal. They can't play. They can't play the right pass in, in the yeah. final third. They're, they're, they're making all the wrong decisions. Right, right, right. But when I look at it logically, I'm like, these players have all performed well elsewhere. Mm-hmm. They can't all turn up at Chelsea and all of a sudden, it's every single one of them is terrible. Mm-hmm. There has to be something wrong with the environment and the way that we're playing these players to get the best out of them. I think a big part of the problem is none of these players have really, really had consistency. I agree with Sam in the fact that he says um, Cho, I think in last season and the seasons prior, he's been the worst victim of that. Mm-hmm. He's never had any consistency in, in games. This season, he's had a bit of consistency. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the players, they've never had any reps. I think this week, we've seen, we've seen uh, we saw the City game where Lukaku... Ziyech and Pulisic started up front. Mm-hmm. Um, they got they got slaughtered after that game. Pulisic and Ziyech in particular. Well, Lukaku obviously, but that's for different reasons. But um, Pulisic and Ziyech they got slaughtered for that game. Mm-hmm. Then Ziyech starts again. He plays well against Brighton. Well, no, he did a right against Brighton. Got a goal. I won't say played well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I jumped the gun a bit with that one. But anyway, he played well against Tottenham. And I think the repetition, the ability to carry on playing. You know, him and Lukaku have played together three times. How are they going to strike up a chemistry if they're not starting together? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, do, it, it, doesn't make, it doesn't benefit them and it doesn't make sense. Um, also, sorry, I don't, I don't want to ramble. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just sitting back and listening. Go yeah, yeah, no. One of, the, one of the, the main people that I think is, I think where this rumour came from is probably Christian Pulisic. And I think, again, he's another player who we have seen glimpses of a good player at Chelsea. You know, that, that lockdown run where he was scoring a lot of goals. And now, uh, last season, I think he was terrible coming back from injury. Didn't really hit the ground. But then this season, he's been played out of position. He's been played right wing back. He's yeah. played three games of false nine where he was completely ineffective. And I think there's so many circumstances that are hindering these players from doing well. Yeah. And we can't act like these players have just turned crap overnight. Okay. They're good players. They've performed well elsewhere. Okay. So it has to be, if everything is going wrong in, like for four or five different players at one time, even the German boys, Werner, um, Havertz, they perform well in Germany. They can't just come to England all of a sudden. It's mm-hmm. their fault. Sancho. But anyway, okay, we'll get into it because I'm sure Sam <laughs> listened to that. And Sam, I'm sure you got a lot of rebuttals and we'll keep it flowing. But I just want to get yeah. to you before, before we get to Sam. What was the moment? Because you said you was on Sam's side of the fence. What was the kind of line in the sand that you decided actually... I can see the other, like, I want to understand that moment that kind of turned you, because maybe that turned Sam as well. Um, yeah, I think it was an amalgamation of, uh, amalgamation of things. Okay. I think at the beginning of the season, obviously, we're doing quite well. Our defenders were scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. Uh, and our attackers weren't. And I think because we were winning games, I was just like, well, everything else is working. It, yeah. it's, the, it's the attack that's not working. Okay. And I think once we start losing games, you know, now I don't know if you're like me, but once Chelsea yeah. start playing poorly, I sit up and I'm watching games yeah, more yeah. intently. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what's going wrong. Yeah. I'm trying to figure yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm looking back at, at these players' pasts. Mm-hmm. I think, um, like I was saying earlier, with you know, the German boys did really well in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, Lukaku, I think, I think, okay, I think the turning point is probably Lukaku. Probably this Lukaku situation and how he's come out and said he didn't really enjoy the module that was being played under Tuchel and everybody's talking about how he was played under Conte and, and you know, he, he likes to run onto the ball rather than just standing up there and being the target man. And I thought, maybe the system is not conducive for him. Yeah. And I look around at the rest of the players and I think that can apply for some of them as well. Fair enough. You said that your name um, is the German spelling of it, right? Oscar. Yes. Okay. You like the German players. Okay, cool. Sam. 
Um, I, I, I didn't yes. say I like the German players. That's not what I said there. <laughs> play it, play it. Dan, you've heard Oscar go off and I'm sure there's points that you want to come back at him. So I'm just going to leave it to you. Yeah, so obviously the kind of the big glaring thing is, yes, these players have arguably done well elsewhere. Pulisic done pretty at Dortmund, done what he does at Chelsea and was good, I think, in spurts and maybe wasn't consistent, but he was very young. So we'll allow that, but he's not that young anymore. There's the big glaring thing that this is the Premier League. Yes. It, it's it's not a myth that to come here and play um, to play well is more difficult probably than other leagues. Um, everyone says it. I don't think they're just saying it for PR or for saying it's sake. I honestly think Premier League is quicker, faster, low blocks, especially when you play for Chelsea. I very much doubt the Werners, Pulisic's, Havertz's dealt with a low block every single week. At um, Leverkusen and uh, Red Bull, um, I doubt that's what that's. You can tell, like Werner, um, Werner needs space. He wants space, and Germany was perfect for that. Yeah, uh, maybe playing for a different team would be perfect for that, but it's just not for Chelsea. And in terms of feeling sympathy, I said at the start, I think things could be misconstrued in the sense of I do feel sympathy for them not playing mm-hmm. for any player. Like you want to play, that's what you want to do. You want to get on the pitch and do your job. Um, but I do think there's been so many instances in games where I can't look at Tuchel at a fault as, as kind of to blame because even, say, the City game, for example, that's kind of the worst performance we've had in recent mm-hmm. weeks, or one of the worst performances. I think Tuchel put the players there in positions to do things. They had opportunities that might not show on the XG. It might not kind of, if you just watch highlights, because they won't show. But there was many opportunities in that game where our attackers were in positions to do something and they just didn't do anything. Yeah, okay, but Sam, so let's take it like this. In that game, you can look at it and you can look at just isolating that game and saying, actually, you was in a good position, you didn't score. But the wider point is, if I've been played all over the shop and I don't have, and ZH hasn't really played with Lukaku that much, so the fluency is not there, and I'm not mm-hmm. sharp because of all the chopping and changing, then in that point, it might just be, I'm not confident because if I don't play well, I'm getting taken out. So it, all of those other factors could be a reason. Definitely. But then do you not think we have rotation in other areas of the pitch as well? Not as much. So what I'd say to this, and um, everyone can just chime in that now. There's no, like, you don't have to wait for me. But what I'd say sure. to this is, my point on it is, yes, there's rotation in the pivot but we all know there's three main players for two positions that's fine really and what else do we know about all those three three players there they're all very good at football yeah but no but but yeah which is true that's fine but all i'm saying forget about the level at least what i'm saying is at least there's three players for three main players for those two positions yeah yeah i definitely hear i definitely hear it and then with the defense we literally saw a lot of the same players under lampard where don't forget it was a back four because a, a lot of this, I think, has come from the formation shift. So we were playing under Lampard, a back four, and we were playing mostly a 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1. And what happens there is you only need four centre-backs for um, a back four. I think we had too many because we couldn't get shift Rudiger, we couldn't shift Tomori. So you really only need four centre-backs. But that final season, we had Thiago Silva, so many, right? Which meant that a lot of centre-backs was unhappy. But us shifting to the back three kind of gave more centre-backs more game time and that way they could be more consistent. But then when you look at the attack, what's happened is 
where we had lots of where we had basically free spaces in midfield, um, a lot of our midfielders are now attackers. So Mount and Havertz, who a lot of the time played in midfield under Lampard, they become attackers. That's kind of bloated the attack. And now we don't necessarily have consistency in attack. The same way we didn't have consistency in defence. And everybody thought Rudiger was shit. Everybody thought Christensen was shit. Everybody thought fucking Tomori. And they were, yeah. everyone was saying they were all clowns. And this isn't the first time I've seen this. So all I'm saying is I get, I get people are looking at Lukaku thinking, listen, when it comes down to it, you're 100 million. Uh, why am I creating a list of excuses for 100 million? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get that. But Sam, if you was to give it like a percentage on who you blame, because I can see that you're, you're more on the players, but I want to know how much you kind of think, actually, Tuchel's not putting them in the best uh, position to succeed. So what's your percentage breakdown players to Tuchel? I don't know. I don't know about percentage. All I know is that okay. the reason we play this formation is because the players we have in defence and midfield are better than the players we have in attack. So why would you not be like, why would you not have your tactic as to dominate games in midfield when your midfielders are clearly better yeah but if we dominate tactics. if you if we dominate in midfield then we pay three midfielders rather than two mm. but I we kind of play four midfielders with wingbacks I, I don't think i don't think that's fair to say because like you're saying that we play this formation because the defenders are better i i don't think that's fair i think mm. there's a there's a lack of trust in potentially playing a back four there's a lack of trust in playing a lone dm because you know nobody's really equipped to play that role in our team so yeah, I hear it, but we so, played we so played a back we, four and looked all right. Yeah, yeah, we played it exactly. So we'll get onto that, but I don't want to get too much into. Listen, there's plenty of Twitter space to talk about DMs, so I don't necessarily want to. No, no, I, I, I didn't want to talk about DMs either. I just yeah. think I just think to say that that our formation yeah. is because that side of the pitch is better. I don't think that's necessarily true. Yeah, I just think I, I think it, it helps them and it it makes us more solid. So it's yeah. it's it's an easier fix rather yeah, than and, the attack. And yeah, you're, you're right to pull up because that's an assumption that Tuchel's never kept him out and said that. Tuchel actually, when he first came in, he spoke about the choice of formation um, and he literally said, listen, Chelsea are in trouble. Um, it takes a long time to organise a defence. We don't have time. So we thought Aspi has to play and we thought we'll go with a back because he's the captain and I want the captain on the pitch. And he said that... Um, yeah, we decided to go with back three because really, truly wanted to create a solid base straight away and there's no time to train that. And that's why we've gone with it. Um, and so, listen, a lot of people, they, they're in the kind of the game of kind of saying what Tuchel said, but they're not official quotes. I only like to kind of say what he actually said. And that's what he said when he first came. Um, so all of the assumptions of why he did this, why he did that, I don't necessarily want to get into that because I want to kind of keep it factual on this. But yeah. what I want us to do now is who are the players that you think maybe are kind of happy with the situation under Tuchel? Because, look, we've seen Lukaku's clearly not happy. Kulish has come out and done an interview. Ziyech, whether that's just his demeanour or whatever, seems to be unhappy. Werner and Havertz, I saw them on a the bench in the other game. They were kind... I don't know, sometimes you can just look unhappy on the bench, but... And, and no one, as a professional footballer, wants to be on the uh, bench. But who do you think... Do you think there's any players that are almost either happy or just okay with the situation in attack? Um, I, I, I don't think any of them are particularly happy with it. I think the happiest mm -hmm. would be someone like Hudson-Odoi, who I think in this season has actually seen a lot more game time in the preferred positions mm -hmm. that he'd want to be playing in. Um, I think, uh, Sam, you mentioned Mount um, playing well this like mm -hmm. um, 
in the attack. I agree with that. But again, I, I think he's better as an eight. And I, that's I just do, but I don't opinion. think that'd make him unhappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. What, I don't know how he feels, but that's my opinion. And I know he was. There was a report that he was unhappy being dropped for the City game. So, but, but so just think on, on on Mount. Mount's done interviews, and like I said, I like to focus on what people say in public rather than just make assumptions. But Mount said that actually last season he he didn't score that many goals, and he said that he's played better. He feels like he's played better under Tuchel. And part of the reason is, is that he's been pushed forward. And it's allowed him to be in the box more and he can score more goals. And he says he's been playing his better football and that's all down to Tuchel. So he kind of seems... And don't forget, he gets game yeah. time too. So I would say Mount, happy. Hudson, okay. yeah, I'd say that. Sam, okay. you'd, you'd agree with yeah, I'd say I'd say Mount's happy. I wouldn't really... I think that whole angry eyes, every player should be annoyed when they get dropped. <laughs> of, course. It, of course. It's just normal. Yeah. Of course, they just make it a big thing, just like with everything with Mount, they make it a big story because yeah. people lap it up and it's all nonsense. Um, but but then Hudson is an interesting one because Oscar, like you said, um, he's played a lot of time, but don't forget, before the Norwich game, a lot of it came wing back. Um, and he, he, like Pulisic, because when it comes down to it, Chelsea have to make the decision over Pulisic because he's got two years left in his contract. So either they really said now or they're not going to get as much back for him, right? Right. Hudson Doyle is in the same situation. So Pulisic, I feel like he doesn't sign, which means he's going this summer. But if you're Hudson Doyle and you feel like he's happy, do you think Hudson Doyle at this point, considering all that's gone on, do you think that he signs for Chelsea if they offer him a new contract this summer? Ooh, wow, what a question. Um, well, we, you were talking about just a second ago, going by what people have said. Mm-hmm. And I watched his, his interview after the Tottenham game. It was quite a refreshing interview because he, he was quite candid in it. And he mm-hmm. literally said, I'm, I'm happy. I'm enjoying He said the words verbatim, I'm happy. <laughs> so um, he's enjoying his football, you know, playing. So I think, I think if, he, if he's got that relationship with Tuchel where he genuinely feels like Tuchel believes in him long term, mm-hmm. then he would sign... The, the issue is he's already on a very high wage and I don't know how high the club would be willing to go uh, to extend uh, All right, so I'll just put you to this because there was a lot of talk about this on the main pod um, and they were talking about the high wage. And listen, again, I don't like to really talk with him on stuff that I don't know for sure. So I hear 120K or I hear 180K. But when it comes down to it for Chelsea, I don't think that's really a big amount because let's say, let's say okay, so let's say they say, right, he wants another 50 million or, or whatever it is or 50k, sorry, a, a week, or whatever it is, they're going to literally have to replace him if he goes, right? And replacing him means spending a high transfer fee, but then also giving that person big wages because you, you want them to be good, right? So right. it comes down to it, like, all these people saying, oh, look, he's fleeced Chelsea and 100. Listen, literally, he costed nothing. Um, take someone like even Amad Diallo. I won't even get to Sancho. So take someone like Amad Diallo. Man United bought him for 40 million. The the whole length, the whole duration of Hudson's contract, if it's 120k, is less than 30 million. And that's just the transfer for Amar. That's not counting in his wages. So this whole idea that these Chelsea youngsters are taking money from Chelsea, they're not. Like for Chelsea, actually, they're like they're getting the, the money eyes because they're saving so much money. That's, that's why you have an academy because you want someone like that where they're not going to necessarily cost you that much money, but they can contribute to the first team squad. So Hudson and get an extra 50 or whatever, that's not really going to, that's actually going to be beneficial for Chelsea because it means they don't have to go out and spend all of these transfer fees and all of these wages on a, on a new player. So from Chelsea's point of view, I see them offering a, a contract to him and even on improved terms. Obviously, Chelsea fans, 
don't like this idea of Hudson Doyle getting money, which is weird to me, just because he signed a contract at 18, yes, but or whenever he signed it, but that wasn't for what he did before. It was over the next five years, right? So it's yeah. from 18 to 23. So it's what he's done in that time. And obviously, he's had injuries and lots of different things. But if Sam, I'm going to come to you because Oscar got a little bit of your um, opinions on it. But well, do you, you got to come back to me after though, because I got. Right, I will do. We'll do. <laughs> Uh, Sam, what do you think? Do you think um, Hudson Odoi should sign? And that's just like from your perspective. But also give me if you were in Hudson Odoi's shoes. I think he should sign. Okay, for sure. Explain to me if I if Hudson's listening to this, which he probably isn't. But um, tell him do some shooting that. drills, Hudson. If you're listening, <laughs> please. Like, this is not going to convince him to sign. <laughs> no, I, I, we all love you, mate. We all love you. Um, no, I just think, like you said as well, with the club and it being. Free, not free, but like you, you don't pay any transfer fees and that. Mm-hmm. It's also good for the club in the image, the fans like it. You always want to see, like this whole thing, I think almost got built up on Twitter that like um, match going fans and proper Chelsea don't like Hudson-Odoi and all that nonsense, but it's just not true. Like if you go to the ground, like they're all singing Hudson-Odoi songs and they yeah. like him and they, yeah, all that nonsense, I think got built up. It was only a Twitter thing really um yeah i don't know how much he's on i will be honest with you i don't pay massive notice to how much money players are on and stuff yeah um as long as it's not like an obscene amount that Mm. kind of is a talking point i i don't really care i think chelsea do normally we have quite a set wage structure like most players are on the same you like there's always the argument that Werner's on this much now but when we bought him the money we put him on was what we expected of him and what a lot of fans expected of him probably what the club and now in hindsight say oh he's on this much it's like well, yeah but when he agreed the contract yeah that leverage we, yeah we didn't know he was not a footballer yeah. so uh, yeah but I I would sign if I was him I think he's now maybe it's Maybe it's naive from me and us uh, us as Chelsea fans, but it does now feel like he's finally got his foot like firmly in the door mm-hmm. of kind of a starting position in a Tuchel, in a Tuchel team. Yeah. Um, I think Tuchel finally sees him as a better option than some of them. The Werners. Just, just a quick question. Do you think that, because mm-hmm. obviously um, Tuchel speaks to the management. They understand the kind of state of different contracts. Do you think that... Yeah. Uh, a deliberate kind of shift to think, okay, actually, we probably can't keep Pulisic happy here. You can see that he's not necessarily happy. We can keep mm. happy here. And that's why this season, don't forget, he started the season playing wing back, but all of a sudden, Hudson has played a lot. Like Oscar said earlier, he's played a lot this season. He's already going to come to, last season, we was just yeah. with all of the minutes he's got, and he's already coming to beating the tally from last season in terms of the amount of time he spent on the pitch. Mm. So you think that's yeah. been deliberate thinking, actually, Whoa, whoa, two years left in his contract. We have to play him, otherwise, we're going to lose his asset. I don't know. I'd, maybe, if you maybe like for a cynical person, yeah. you could look at it like that. But I think if you're trying to be a bit more optimistic and to say, I think maybe he's finally like, worked his way into Tuchel's plans. Tuchel's finally seen how good he is. Like a lot of us Chelsea fans have been saying for ages. Mm-hmm. And he just needs time in the team. And okay. I think just. Also for the relationship with Tuchel and the fans and all of that, giving a Cobham lad time yeah. to kind of integrate into a team, they like that. And we, we all like that. And I, yeah. I would sign if I was him. I think he's in a good position now. Okay. And who knows if he leaves, he might just be in the same position that he was in two years ago. 
but at a different club. Well, so we'll come back to you, Oscar, because you went to the Shining. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just didn't. Uh, I feel like um, when it comes to Hudson Odoi, I feel like he definitely should sign. I would love to see him sign. Um, I think mm-hmm. he, he should be someone we're banking our future on. I think he's, he's got a high ceiling in terms of, in terms of how how much he can grow in this team and be a big a key player for us. Mm-hmm. But I think what I was getting at before is I don't know if the club sees it in that light. I don't know if they look at, you know, when we signed him and obviously the injury, the injury came before that, but then when he's come back into the team and it's been in and out and not been consistent, there hasn't been a steady growth path. Well, well didn't, I, I don't know if they see it as a success. Do you get what I mean? Then didn't, so again, again, I just have to preface this. I don't like to just kind of state things as fact that I don't know are facts, but there's been um, strong rumours about obviously... The Dortmund thing came late, so I understand how Tuchel's already yeah. planned the squad. But then Bayern Munich apparently were still interested and Chelsea were still fighting him, um, that them away. As as Sam said, even in the Spurs game, I think even after the ZH goal, I heard the, the fans chanting about Hudson Odoi. So also, they know that the fans still like him and match-going fans, and obviously they care about match-going fans. So no one knows whether the club think, actually, let's try and cash in. But when it comes down to it, I feel like there's a lot of work to be done on the squad. So why would you give yourself more work to be done? Do you know what I'm saying? If Pulis isn't happy and he wants to go, if Werner isn't happy and he wants to go, all these players aren't happy, why then would you also want... Because all these players will need replacement if they're going to go, right? Yeah. So so that's just... Anyway, let's not deep dive on this. Let's just talk about... that. We're still going to talk about the unhappy players. So we've talked... I, I think we've... Have we talked about Pulisic? Um, both of you, you would see, like to see Pulisic go. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. If he, if he wants to be a squad player, he can be a squad player. I'm not that fussed. But if he wants to be a starter, then yeah, he can go. It's not good enough. Um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like to see Pulisic go. I think it's probably the best option for all parties. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was saying before, I think, I think if you gave Pulisic a consistent run in the team mm-hmm. and, and just banked on him, I think he, I think he would deliver. And I think if, if he leaves Chelsea, I think he's going to grow into one of those players that is like, you know, has a hot streak for about two or three years where they're up there with some of the best wingers in the world. Interesting. We'll hold you to that hot take from Oscar. <laughs> um, but, Just so, like Lukaku was uh, one of the best strikers in the world in Italy as well. Oscar, did you say that? No, it's true. I didn't say that. No, no, I was just referencing like someone going to a different league and becoming one of the best players in the world. Yeah. All right, so let me ask you this then. Havertz, for some reason... Been on the bench, but he's not even coming off the bench. And we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But um, what is going on with Havertz, do you think? Obviously, nobody knows. But do you think that maybe he deserves to have some time out of the team? We'll start with you, Oscar, because Sam, I've obviously heard more of your opinion on it. Oh, how do you solve a problem like Kai Havertz, man? This guy, uh, he's he's a very he's a very interesting player because sometimes he can be uh, the, the quote-unquote glue of our team, when he's playing really, really well, he's the man that links all of our attacks and his, his link-up play is really, really good. And I think we saw that a couple of times under Tuchel last season. I feel like this season, it has not really worked for him. He had a run in the team when Lukaku was injured mm-hmm. and he scored a couple of goals here and there, mm-hmm. but essentially he didn't, he, he didn't leave his stamp on the role and make you feel like when Lukaku comes back, he deserves to stay in that position. So I think Tuchel has just understood that Lukaku is his, is his guy. We have to make Lukaku work. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the big money signing. And I think Havertz is just, is just fallen by the wayside because if, if you 
you remember at the beginning of the season, um, I think we played Arsenal, Liverpool and Tottenham. And his front three was Lukaku, Havertz, Mount. Mm-hmm. I think that's who Tuchel went into the season trying mm-hmm. to bank on. Yeah. And he felt that's like... That's who I he... thought he was going to bank on. But well, that's who I thought yeah. it was. That's um, really... Just quickly, sorry, Oscar, we'll let you go again. Ah, cool, cool. We had the conversation at the beginning of the season because I know Sam and Buzzy both were like, um, yeah, he's our front three is going to be these two. And I was like, yeah, I can see that that's his intention too. But I said, let's see how long it lasts. And I was confident that it wouldn't last that way just because really and truly, I don't like the mix. I don't see the mix there. Obviously, we saw Tuchel last season. We saw Tuchel's Chelsea last season. And the fluidity, um, especially when it was like two kind of like really hard workers, like a Mount and a Werner and then Kai there as a composure guy or whatever, that kind of aided us. And when I was looking at it, I was like, okay, cool. I know Lukaku and, and everyone's talking about new Lukaku, but I was like, until I see it, I can't believe it. So I know Lukaku's <laughs> not a hacker like that. And with Havertz, even though he does work, he's not like a Werner, like a chaos player. And I think we do better when we've got like some of that, two of those guys. And so I was just like, this is not looking good. It's looking like it's going to be stout. And I didn't expect it to last. But, but then again, this is the, the thing. When managers have ideas, and very quickly, it doesn't pan out like that. That's why a mess is created. Um, so on, on the Kai Havertz thing, just now, do you think he's fallen out of favour? Because it just seems weird. He's not even coming off from the bench. Mm. Yeah, I, I think something's, something's definitely changed in the way that Tuchel views his impacts on the squad. I think the last time we saw him play was what, like Chesterfield in the FA Cup. And even in that game, he didn't start. So, yeah, it's it's not looking good for him, you know. I, so, it's, you uh, remember what um, Tuchel done to Chilwell when he first came in? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. So, like, I don't know uh, if this is like a Tuchel way of like going, this right, is, mate, this player get, out, a, get a fucking get a fucking grip. Like, yeah, but you're a good he, footballer. Yeah, yeah, because even to Chilwell, he just said, "Look, he said that Chilwell's down, and I see him down, and I feel like he kind of said that Chilwell thinks we don't rate him, but we absolutely rate him. He just has to kind of." Get like you said, Sam. Get himself into his top mm. form. But the, mm. the, even don't forget when Lukaku back came back from injury, he didn't come straight back in. Tuchel was almost reluctant to kind of play him because he was kind of really going with this Kai thing. But I think potentially he's just given Lukaku a run. But at the same time, doesn't mean that Kai can't come off the bench. So it's interesting, but it's difficult to come with conclusions because we've seen so many players just go out and then come back and they, then they get a run. I remember Pulisic, uh, when Tuchel first got here, he couldn't buy some minutes. And then all of yeah. a sudden, towards the end, he just started to play. But Yeah, it's, it's definitely something we've seen under Tuchel. Yeah. So it, it's, not, it's not completely brand new. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Let me ask you this question. Obviously, uh, you're familiar with all of our attackers. I have this thing called like the rule of five for attack when it comes for free attacking places. Now, we play the 4 3 3 so... What I'd say is, if you think like a mount can play midfield, then that's cool. But what I want from you guys is, and we'll start from you first, Sam, and Oscar, start thinking about it in your head. But if you was to have five uh, five attackers for next season, you don't have to think about new attackers that you'd buy or whatever, but who would you want to be part of that five, definitely from the current uh, attackers? So we'll start with you, Sam. Uh, Cho, Mount, Kai, Tino Andrew, no, I'm joking. Cho, um, <laughs> Kai, Mount, Ziek, okay. Pulisic, maybe. So you want, but you would want all of those five 
as the five is attackers it... for the three positions next season. And I said it like that, actually. Let's take out Pulisic <laughs> and put Lukaku in there. Just because we kind of need two options up front. Yeah, yeah. But um, what, what I'm saying is they don't have to stay. So new players can come in. But if you're, what I'm saying is like, let's say you want Lukaku out and you want whatever out. You don't have to name those players. You can just name three. But I'm just saying, name the players that you definitely want to be part of the attack next season. Mountain Cho. Mountain Cho. Cool. And Kai. I, I'm, I'm, I think I've seen, I get on to Kai. Um, yeah. And it's like that old school like when your teacher gets on you because you know you, you can achieve so much more okay. do you know what I mean that's cool. how it feels yeah. and cool. I've seen enough from Kai to give him another year but yeah okay. Kai Mountain Cho I don't cool. really care about the rest Oscar what about you if there were um, any attackers that you definitely want can I, can I can I push Mount to the midfield yeah yeah he doesn't yeah. have to be there yeah sure uh, so I'll have um, Cho Pulisic Kai Lukaku and uh, Ziyech so you, you definitely want to see Ziyech You'd be upset if Ziyech and Lukaku stayed. I mean, uh, yeah, you'd, if they left. No, no, I, 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 I wouldn't be upset if Ziyech left. And I just, like Lukaku, it's very hard for me to see that because I, I think it's very unrealistic for him. I, I don't even care about really. I'm just, I, from you, I just want to know who definitely want to be part of it. So, oh, maybe, well, then, well, then if it's who I definitely want, then the list ain't five. It's shorter than five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, upset, up to five. <laughs> For, yeah, for, for me, who I definitely want to be here is Cho, Mount, Havertz. That's really it, to be honest. Cool. All right, so we've got consensus. I, I, probably, I probably agree with you, to be fair. Um, all right, cool. Um, so Lukaku, just quickly on Lukaku. Obviously, do you know what? Not that bad. It's, I, I think it might be 5-11 and 11, um, in the Premier League. 5-11 starts. Mm. Something around that. But And then I think Kane, he had similar. He's got a similar return, but we saw Kane and Lukaku play in the same team. And I think, Sam, I'm not sure. I think you mentioned it, sorry, in the same game. I think you mentioned it, and I think he was kind of eulogising over Kane's game. Um, and so Kane obviously hasn't scored that many goals, but just on Lukaku, just... He, I, I remember at the beginning of this Spurs game, and we're not even doing the Spurs deep dive just now, but uh, Mount setting up for an early chance, didn't find his feet, kind of skied it over... Because with me, Lukaku doesn't really get that many chances. So you need to be a killer when you do get it. And it's just like, do you see it getting better with Lukaku? We'll start from you, Oscar. Oh, do I see it getting better? Yes. I think, I think essentially, like Lukaku's raw attributes, mm -hmm. which are, you know, he's a good finisher in the box. Um, he, he's, he's not really going to get bullied too often. He can ha hold himself in the air as well. Um, I think his attributes lend him to goals. Like, I think goals will come um, if, if you were to just have some consistency and keep playing him. I just looked at the stats quickly. You compared um, Kane and Lukaku. Mm -hmm. Kane has started 19 games. Mm -hmm. Lukaku's only started 11. So you're right. It was five goals in 11. They both scored five. Mm -hmm. So it, it's far less minutes for Lukaku in terms mm -hmm. of it, when you're comparing him to Kane. Yeah. But I just think, I, I, I think, yeah, he's... It's going to work out for him. I think he's not the striker that I wanted. He's not the striker that a lot of people wanted. But mm. he's proven that he can get 20 goals in this league. And that's not something many strikers can do in world football. So I think we have to keep feeding him and work around his strengths and, mm. and try and get the best out of him. Mm. Sam, where do you sit on Lukaku? I know that you necessarily didn't want him. Oscar, thanks for kind of telling us your context as well. So you didn't really want him. But now he's here. It's like, OK, cool. Let's forget about the fact that I didn't want him. He's here. What can we do? So, Sam, where are you at with Lukaku? 
Listen, I think it can get better. Right. I don't really think it can get much worse, <laughs> to be honest. Like, what? it's off the pitch and all that, but it does play an impact. What he done, they've really seen that happen at Chelsea or many places. It was very weird. It was a very kind of, it was a very weird time when he's just organising interviews and that and doing that nonsense. Um, but in terms of on the pitch, I just, I, I, I can't force myself to like the way he plays. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Yeah. I, I tried at the start and like, if you know me, I'm a very, I'm quite an optimistic Chelsea fan. I'll give every person who puts on the Chelsea shirt like a chance and that. But it's just, he's so immobile. He just stands there and he just expects like the ball to come to him. And mm. then he also doesn't want the ball to come to him because he actually wants to run in behind. Mm. But he's not, it's not like, it's not the, Italian league where you're running up against Linguini and them man oh, like god Sam I, I don't care I don't care it's, it's cliche but it's true it's, it's, it's true no like Mariah says it like he said a tweet once he's like oh he's getting a shot off target from there Remember when he ran off the pitch he's like in Serie A he's getting a shot on target there yeah. it's true Mariah man. doesn't like, watch Serie A Mariah doesn't listen that's my bro I, I, I don't watch it all the time but I put it on TV and the I know, transition but, chances in that league but you, but you have to understand I listen. I did it anonymously at the time because we just signed Lukaku. But I, on the main touchline account, I put a, a video up of his bloopers in Syria R. So this whole idea that oh, the blooper in Premier League doesn't happen in Syria R. Yeah, there were, he had bad touches and stuff like that in Syria R. Yeah, it does happen. But the highs that he got in Syria yeah. R. He's very. Yeah, no, but all I'm saying is yes. No, but look, listen. Number one, when you look at look, Oscar, you seem to have FREF open right now. But if you compare the ratio, <laughs> if you compare the ratio of goals that he's got here compared to at uh, Inter Milan, it's not that different. It's not like we said, five goals. Not all goals are equal, Dan. Right? But <laughs> not what all goals saying, are equal. But, but what are we saying? Because I know, like this whole different Lukaku thing. I think it's the same Lukaku personally, and I, I just feel like people got a little bit excited because he scored some pens that don't top the goal from sixteen or seventeen to twenty-one, um, and we weren't watching him. Well, what we I think people that weren't watching him week in week out was talking them on him, and that's is why I really think that. Listen, if you don't watch that regularly, especially Patreon to- members who are listening to a certain Mr. Freemium gas him up to high heaven. Don't, don't talk bad on the on the uh, on Freemium, but anyway, anyway. Um, so, so that's where you are at with Lukaku. With with me, um, he's expressed that he wants to go. Why? Why would I want someone representing Chelsea? that doesn't really want to be here for me, number one. I do, listen, it's difficult because he's on insane wages. People talk about Hudson and stuff like that. He's on, don't forget, he cost a hundred, I saw 104 million the other day, but he cost- All in, yeah? All, (laughs) yes, you caught me with that one. I didn't even expect it, but what I'm saying, this is so, it's so much money that maybe Chelsea are forced to make it work, but isn't that a sad scenario? Someone that really doesn't want to be here, someone that Chelsea probably, I'm maybe happy to well, well, Dan, I mean, th- this this whole podcast, you've been talking about stuff that we know, we know, we know for sure. Why why are you so sure that he doesn't want to be here? Because he said it in the interview. But he didn't say that, though, did he? Okay, uh, cool. That's fair. I, I, I don't, I don't want to get into the interview and go My DA no, English but, teacher, when I was doing Shakespeare, that always told me to read between the lines. No, but you can't because then you make up your own <laughs> stuff, which is what I'm saying. And Oscar's right to pull me up on it. From the feelings that I'm getting, and it's not just that. Like I've talked to other people too who kind of know Lukaku, but I don't know. Oh, what sources? 
Yeah, but then again, you can't, hey. can't trust that. Oh. It's <laughs> Not these old sources again, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, you're right to pull me up on it. I don't know for sure, but really and truly, it doesn't seem like he's, like we said, there's a number of attackers that don't seem happy. Um, it's interesting anyway. So I, Can I, I just say one last thing on that? Like, Because yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people compared it to the hazard situation when he was doing all that stuff. And what yeah, you- like he shouldn't do that. Like obviously every international break it felt like doing a little interview yeah, of yeah, yeah. Belgium Sky Sports or something and just saying like, Oh yeah, I love Real Madrid. Yeah, I used to have Real Madrid clock when I was younger. It's right. like, yeah, he didn't actively say he wanted to leave, but if you yeah. if you yeah, see what he's saying, you see what he's saying, you know what I mean? And but, but the difference is Hazard was coming out week in, week out and performing really well. Not, and maybe that shouldn't make a difference. But no, but Sam, I think not even that. It's just like, yeah, he might have wanted to experience like Real Madrid, but we know that he loved Chelsea. Do you know what I'm saying? We know oh, that. Yeah, yeah, anytime he came still, out on yeah, the definitely pitch. Still does as well. Like, yeah, yeah anytime he came out on the pitch, like he wanted to, like Chelsea losing hurt him. I remember there was one time, I don't want to get into it, but I remember, we, I can't remember who we lost to, but you can see Hazard <laughs> was human. And it was about him. It was about the fact that Chelsea were embarrassed. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you you don't think that's the same with Lukaku? Because for me, I feel like, look, Lukaku likes Chelsea. He wants to be here. He just wants to eventually go back to Italy at some point in his career. Like, Fair enough. He's a, he was a Chelsea fan. So I, I don't think any of that... Yeah. Do you not think he should have done some good performances before he'd done that, though? Like, if he got I, to I do don't, that... I don't agree with the interview at all, Sam. Like, oh. I, I'm just saying, from where we are right now, uh, Dan was saying that, Oh, why would we employ a player that doesn't want to be here? I think he does I mean, want to be here. Yeah, yeah, no, Oscar, you're you're right to thanks for pulling me up on that. So like that's just my opinion. And I'm gonna keep that opinion. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. but you're, you're right to pull it up. You're right to pull it up. I kind of <laughs> want to get into transfer talk before we talk about the Spurs game. Um cool. We're gonna talk about Dylan Williams, yeah. Dylan Williams is that, is that his name? I think it is, but it's it's, it's, some, it's some derby kid, do you know what I was saying? And <laughs> yeah. you know, to be fair, Mount done done well to be fair, Mount was our player. But anyway, Dembele, uh it looks like Barca are trying to push him out and it looks like Chelsea are interested. And there's been this whole debate on shall we get him or is he injury prone and shall we leave him alone and all that type of stuff. Now obviously it seems like PSG have entered the ring. So I'll come to you first, Oscar. What's your thoughts on us uh, potentially getting Dembele either January or summer? Um, I'd be very interested in a loan move for Dembele in January, mm-hmm. just to sort of see how that works. In mm-hmm. terms of diving in straight in the deep end and signing him mm-hmm. um, on, on, you know, for a future basis, I, I, I fear his injury record is extremely long. Like his injury record is worse than Pulisic's and we know how much we complain about Pulisic. So mm-hmm. I think... In in our attack, he'd be one of our best attackers, if not the best, because I, I rate him very, very highly. I love the fact that he's, you know, ambidextrous. He can use both feet. He's not afraid to take a man on and mm-hmm. and, and do things. But um, yeah, I just fear that on the on the injury board, you are useless for us. And we we've seen enough of that this season to know that it can really derail a season when your plans are hinging on players that are injured. Yeah, but then w- what you're saying is. Don't hinge the pounds on Dembele. Doesn't necessarily mean don't sign Dembele, right? Uh, no, nah, to, to me, it, it kind of does mean don't sign Dembele when you look at the probability of how injured, like how likely he is to get injured. Fair enough. Um, uh, Sam, uh, what's your take on it? Yeah, pretty, pretty much what Oscar said, to be honest. Um, his injury record definitely scares me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's also not just his injury record, is it really? I feel like, I don't like to do this with just talking about this with 
Hudson Odoi uh, earlier on. Are you going to about... do it anyway? Go on. <laughs> You know what I'm going to say, and he apparently like his his attitude and all that. Is, I don't know, maybe it's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a worry. There's no smoke without fire, right? That's what you're trying to say. Uh, sometimes there is smoke without fire, though. To be honest, so yeah, yeah. But they, it, I, I would, I'll be lying if I said it doesn't play that. Like it's in that little part in the back of my head saying, like, it's 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 a hell of with his injuries and everything. It's just it's it's such a risk and. We've already got so many just duds in our attacking lineup. Um, maybe you can go PSG and then Mbappe can come in. I think that I think that's the best. Best. That happen. Happen. Listen, too cool. <laughs> this is the funny thing because when it comes down to, it, I know in that article it talked about how um, apparently they don't like the rotation, but also the way that Tuchel talks to them. And I remember mm. Tuchel coming here saying, oh, that, "Do me a favor, Dan. I hate you know you know what's that? I hate all that. Doesn't matter. The way he talks to me, just yeah. So so we didn't necessarily cover that. And but but it's interesting though because obviously Tuchel talked about being at PSG and having Mbappe and Neymar, and not necessarily. I feel like there's a couple of times where I've seen stories. I don't know if he said it verbatim. I definitely remember him saying it was easier to manage Lukaku at the time. This was before the interview than um, Mbappe and Neymar, but Maybe he wasn't shouting at Mbappe and them. Like, we don't know. But the fact is, he found it difficult to manage those players. And he, and then now it seems like the attackers aren't liking his management here. So there does seem to be something over him and attackers. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just catching that stalk short. But with the Dembele thing... With the, Dembele. Has like, with the Mbappe and Neymar thing, Poch has also found it difficult. And I think the managers before them, before Tuchel, found it difficult. So yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah, man. I, I don't I don't know if you you guys have seen any clips of that um that Neymar doc, but I've been watching it so far, and there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on mm-hmm. at, at PSG and with a player with the the status of Neymar, and of course Mbappe is probably similar. Yeah. So I can't imagine that being easy. That's to what I mean. Like I if you annoy them, you're basically just, exactly. You're, you're signing your own P45, basically. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. But but in terms of Dembele, what I'd say about Dembele, I know a lot of people kind of think differently for me, but when it comes down to it, Mourinho literally sold Robin for the same reason why we're saying we shouldn't sign Dembele. He said that uh, I couldn't rely on him and therefore um, basically you sell him. And I think anyway, we missed Robin as soon as he left. And he's injury prone, but when he was available... He made a difference for us. So you kind of, someone linked him, I'm not sure if it was Oscar or Sam, to Pulisic, but the reason why we're frustrated Pulisic isn't necessarily just mostly the injuries. It's mostly when you're playing, you're not doing it, right? So Agreed. Agreed. So, right, so if Dembele comes here, and it's not like base everything on Dembele, because essentially one of the things that I've been kind of complaining about is we have way too many attackers. We have way too many attackers that think they're starters and they should be starting. Whereas a good squad kind of has a hierarchy where these guys know that they're the main men, these guys are the supporting cast, and then you also dip into your youth. I've seen Harvey Val come, and he's still like 17, 18, and he's looked really exciting. And everybody's complaining about losing players like Livermento and like Brozier that we could potentially lose as well. And if you don't make space for these players, then of course they're going to leave. But if you have a Dembele there, you say, cool, we've got Dembele, and that means, what does that mean? It means that when we're coming up and at least fit, we can, we've got an extra player that is quality that we can rely on. But also what it means is that if, when he is injured, there's space for a Harvey Val to come through and to shine, right? As, and with a Hudson-Odoi. So, so for me, for, for a Dembele type of thing, 
it's not 180 million. We're not signing him with a transfer fee of that big. Like, if he comes in January, there's probably be a low uh, transfer fee. And if it's in summer, he's free. It'll be big wages. But when it comes down to it, those big wages will be nothing compared to, like, the total package for Lukaku. And I just think, as well, there is a long history with the injuries. But I think the good thing is it's just one injury. As in, it's not like the neck and the shoulder and the left and et cetera, et cetera. I remember when... Owen broke down and it was just so many different injuries in so many different mm. places. But with, with um, I did a little bit of studying on the hamstring and apparently it can get better after a certain time and he is super young. And one thing I've noticed about Dembele is that the scary thing with injuries is like when they go away, when they come back, are they going to be the same player? And he's still electric. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not like he's lost the burst or anything like that. Tuchel seems happy to work with him. Our medical team will have to check. That, that's that is one thing I was going to say in the sense of Tuchel seems to really like him. Yeah. I said multiple times how much, like how talented he was and all that. So that is something that and, definitely pushes me towards I, the Dembele camp. And I don't even trust Tuchel's taste when it comes to players that he's looking at from afar. But he's worked with Dembele for at least a year. So he's, I, I know he hasn't worked with this Dembele that's gone through all of the injuries. And that's a fair point. But he knows uh, Dembele. So when people talk about his attitude off the pitch, Tuchel knows about that type of stuff. And he's still with yeah. And look at the player. Also, I'm pretty sure the question was, who's the like, most talented player you've worked with? Yeah. And look at the player he's worked with. And he said Dembele. Right. Yeah. So, Which, uh, mate, I, I don't think it's true. I'll be honest with you. But, yeah, uh, I mean. Yeah, yeah maybe. But, but so. It's I'm, definitely not true, Dan. He's worked with Neymar. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But then when he's. I think he's just looking at someone like Dembele who. Dribbles on both feet, shoots with both feet, can do chips with the. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, yeah, Neymar does all of that better. That's than him. that's what he said in the in the quote. He was like, he can go and take a corner on one foot, go yeah. round to the other side and take a corner with the other foot. Yeah, like so he can shoot with both feet as well. It's just not very good, apparently. <laughs> true, true. But anyway, okay. So I'm in the I'm in the Dembele camp. It probably. It's too late now. He's probably going. Listen, if he's going to bring a couple like a couple skills and a couple a couple get get bums off my seat moments, then. Bring in. We're, we're dying out for that. Cool. That's what we like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh Many is now linked to Madrid, and Rice is linked to United. I know this this whole thing on Chelsea about DM the DM's position just changes us. Takes and us. And I'm tired. Up. Takes <laughs> I'm so tired. I know. I know. I know. It's so, the, like strongest area on our pitch. Like, but you know what? It's fine. People, listen. I'm not. I'm not someone that believes that my opinion is definitely the right opinion i'm just expressing my opinion so there's another uh, there's another kind of thought that actually one thing not necessarily like the final puzzle piece but one thing that's going to make us a lot better is having a a true dim as they call it uh, they've identified sure many and rice and what i will say before i get into this is chelsea fans and not just chelsea fans but fans generally do this type of thing where i literally remember under sari when we were linked to Paredes. Yes, and everyone was like, "We have to get Paredi, we have to get Paredi." And we didn't get him, and people kind of threw their toys out of the pram, and it was the end of the world. We didn't get Paredes, and this, and part of the reason why we didn't get Paredes is because apparently we, sorry, like Mount, and we wanted to kind of bring Mount in, and we didn't want too many midfielders kind of crowding it. But do you know, like the desperation, the first that happens from sometimes we just get linked to a player and it starts crescendoing, and people think we have to get that player. Like with Sancho, it happened too, that he had to get Sancho and all of this type of stuff. And we'll be all right if Shu and Many goes and if Rice goes. We'll be fine. But 
Oscar, I think you kind of alluded to it earlier in the thing that you actually maybe like the idea of um, a different profile of DM, as they all say. Um, So so my my question to you, Oscar, is um, does it have to be sure many or rice? And then if not, just tell me, because I know people talk about profile, but tell me what are the features that you're looking for? So if they've got this tick, tick and tick, then that means that they can fill the spot. It doesn't have to be sure many rice, but they need these three or four things. Um, I, I think, yeah, like I, I hear a lot about true and many, and, and to be honest, I don't really watch the French league as like intently, like so I, I can't speak on how good he how good he is or how good he would be in the Premier League. Declan yeah. Rice is a great talent. Um, I, for me, Declan Rice is like it's more. It would be more so for what I think we could mold him into rather than what he already is right now. When it comes to the attributes that I'm looking for, it's somebody who defensively has the spatial awareness to spot danger and mm. and and kill and kill attacks before they before they start if that makes sense mm. um also the 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 problem is we are a, we are a ball playing team we're we're a dominant team we have the ball a lot of the time so by virtue you have to naturally be good on the ball and be able to help us progress play through the middle mm. this is something that i think most dms that i would go for don't naturally have mm-hmm. so like if i if i was to pick a player like Ndidi, who are who i really do enjoy watching Mm-hmm. He's not the best on the ball. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if he'd fit right in a Chelsea team where we you have... You enjoy watching Ndidi? No, not enjoy watching, but like... Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for correcting <laughs> me on that because it, it, okay. it's, it's, it's not like that. But yeah. in terms of... I get I get what he does in his team. I get his role. And I understand how he benefits... How, how, the, how, yeah, how he benefits the team mm-hmm. and how poor they can tend to look when he's not there. You feel his absence. So mm-hmm. I think I want a player that can generally be aware of of how to protect the back four mm. um winning winning loose balls um dominating his area and i think i think in terms of a dm that i do enjoy watching i would say fabinho is the mold that i'm looking for i think he's just a fantastic player and everything everything that liverpool do is is sort of stock guarded by him being such a solid rock in the midfield mm. um you think he stops loads of attacks yeah uh yeah yeah like how many no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. <laughs> I, <was gonna> say, <laughs> I said, how many? <laughs> Sam, what's your thoughts on um, this position? Yeah, so I think it massively depends on if you're playing a single or double kind of DM. Mm-hmm. Like if you're playing single pivot or double pivot, I'm going to look for different things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's difficult because it really is not just on a single double pivot. It also depends on the defenders behind you, the midfielders mm. next to you and all of that stuff. But if I was just to build like a perfect DM, it, it would be someone who's age-old cliche is quick and strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what footballer wouldn't you want to be quick and strong, surely? Mm. And yeah, definitely like Oscar said, we're a possession-based team. So you want someone who's comfortable on the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think the ability to play kind of one or two touch mm-hmm. because a lot of teams that play Chelsea will know they're not going to get a lot of the ball. And a lot of the time they won't press consistently or all the time. A lot of the time they just sit back and almost let the midfielders have the ball. Mm-hmm. So I need a midfielder that's able to play it kind of one touch when, so I haven't worded this very well, when the opportunity arises where the opposition presses. Yeah, I want someone who, like Jorginho, is very, very, very good at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of having the awareness to be able to play one touch, uh, good on the spin, 
good at five yard passes. But I think the one thing I think Jorginho lacks in, which I'd like a bit more from a centre mid, is kind of the ability when you've got space to pick out longer passes. Mm-hmm. I think he's very good at punching it into the attackers mm-hmm. uh, when they have their back to goal. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so I want someone who has more the ability to pick it out from long so he can get in behind and kind of create from there. I, I get, like. yeah, I get, I get Oscar. So do you, what about Bruno? Because Bruno Grimarish is linked with Newcastle. I don't see much of him, man. Um, yeah, yeah, I know but, that's when Oscar. I know you like your Premier League. Oh, oh, sorry. I, I, I didn't know you said Oscar. No, no, Oscar. Um, Bruno, have you seen much of him? And would he kind of fulfil your DM? Uh, again, no. Like, like I was saying, I don't watch too much of the French League. Let me throw a name at you, Dan. What, what, what do you think of Ruben Neves? I just don't watch Wolves like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we're all going to yeah. pop out. Let's all pop yeah, out. You only watch Chelsea. <laughs> but no, but that's 100% true. And yeah. sometimes people should just admit that we're the team that we watch week in, week out. So with the mm. many and even with the Rice thing, look, if either of them come in, we'll see if they make the team better. Yeah, yeah. But that's oh, what I was just alluding to of the long pass. And I think Ruben Neves, I think Jorginho is probably a better overall player at the minute, but I think Ruben Neves has that pass on lock where he picks it up kind of so in the middle of the park. So what, go a bit further. what does that do for Wolves, though? So like that long pass, do you saying that really it's really effective for Wolves? Not Wolves in particular. I just think in general, when teams play a low block, and you see Liverpool do it all the time. Fabinho's good at it as well. And Van Dijk does it a lot. I know he's a centre-back, not DM, but that kind of long ball over the top to your attackers, I really don't think we do enough. Cool. I don't know if that's because of who we play in the DM. I don't know if it's instruction. I'm, but should it just come from one player, though? No, no, but uh, you asked me to build my perfect DM, so I said... I, I remember, Dan, you and I once had a, a back and forth on Twitter about this, and I felt like... Is it? There was, yeah, yeah, there was, there was one time... Uh, <laughs> I would, would, like, mu- uh, months ago, months ago, I think it might have been the last season... But it was it was the idea that you know there's sometimes when Werner is actually making runs mm-hmm. in good positions and mm-hmm. our midfielders, whether it be Jorginho or mm-hmm. even at times our fullbacks, mm-hmm. are not picking him out. They're not allow They're not playing that ball. And sometimes I feel like there's because we're a possession based team and we always want to keep possession. There's a reluctancy what to was take my, that risk. What was my argument against you? Um, I think your argument was that there are. You, you mentioned the fact that not many other midfielders do that for other teams, and you you, you asked me to, I think, name examples of other players that mm. can do that. So maybe maybe I get the gist of it. And I think the re- so obviously without going back because I don't remember all this type of shit. I just think that sometimes when people talk about a lot of people talk about Jorginho and they talk about the Watford um, assist for Tammy, yeah, for Tammy, and like oh he can do it, but he doesn't do it often enough. And I was like, wow, how many? Other DMs are you seeing making regular assists like that? Like that just doesn't happen. So um, as much as you don't have to, like Sam, yeah, it don't have to be direct assists. Yeah, like Sam was saying, it could just be something into a player, and then maybe that player passes to another player. But I'm just when people talk about this guy, and maybe I'll review highlight videos of the Ruben Neveses of the world and stuff like that. But I'm very interested to see that amount of goals that come from the DM because I don't necessarily think that's really that really should be one of your most fruitful. Oh, no, it definitely shouldn't be. I just, right, I think right. I, I'd i like a midfielder to have that in his locker. I get what you're saying. It just helps if you can play, yeah, 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 yeah. play the ball over. But it's like when, when people are saying, oh, he doesn't do these assists often enough, I feel like, okay, tell me the, the player that does regular over-the-top assists. It doesn't really happen. But I don't want to get sidetracked by that. 
Um, uh, Reece James is coming back, and it might mean obviously Gosen seems like he's going to Inter Milan. Um, will you be upset? Because I know it just feels like Chelsea fans are upset, and it's so much. You're not back in Tuchel, and at the beginning of the summer, I think towards the end of last season, again I like to go on what Tuchel actually says rather than what um, people's spaces say. Uh, and that wasn't a shot. That wasn't a shot. But, <laughs> <laughs> sources, but, sources. But um, Tuchel literally said towards the end of the season, I want two, maximum three new players. It seemed like we were chasing the Hakimi stroke Kunde for the right side. Um, we got Saul in um, for the middle and then we got Lukaku in. So for me, it kind of seemed like he got, but what he kind of, the areas, because everyone talks about profiles, so he kind of got the areas that he wants, but loads of people are saying that you didn't back him in the summer and I know what he wanted and you didn't get him for me. Um, and the reason why I talk about that is because um, it seems like a lot of these people really want a wing back. Um, so I'll come to you, Sam and Oscar. What do you think about if we don't sign a wing back in January? I don't really think it's as big a deal as people are making out. I completely understand why people want us want to sign a wing back, but what we want in the short term isn't always the best for Chelsea. Yeah. And I think we get into these situations where we just sign players and then what when James and Chilwell come back, what, what are we going to do? Yeah. So do we sign either a shit player, which we've basically already got in Alonso, and I don't like to say it, but Aspie seems to have gone downhill a little bit recently. <laughs> but, so we've already got backup shit players there. So mm. why do we want to sign another one? We've also got like ones out on loan, and I still believe, even if we had to play Aspie and Alonso for the rest of the season, I still think we'd get third comfortably. So I don't see the need. I don't think we're going to win the league regardless. That's not going to be, that's not our aim anymore. Maybe it is to the most, I, know, I saw that image going around of our fixtures remaining. And yes, maybe the most optimistic fan, we're going to win the league, but yeah, it's <laughs> not happening. So I think stick how we are now, Wait till the summer. Get rid of a bit like get rid of a lot of the deadwood. Feels like we've been saying for about six years now. But get rid of the deadwood and then just go from there. See what we need. See the extent of Chilwell's injury. We'll probably have a better picture of it there. And yeah, a go part, from there, man. A part B for this, and Oscar I'll come into you. Um, do you want anyone to come in for any kind of role or position in in January? Um, why are you cool? In a dream world, of course I would. In our attack, I'd want a better player to come in. But looking at the market and looking at who's available, I don't know if it's realistic. How many like signings actually get made in January that are like big kind of big money signings from big club to big club? And I think <laughs> after the cut, it doesn't have to be big money. Just get me quality. Just get me quality. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I know we all have our gripes of Lukaku. But are we going to go out there and find someone cheap? ish that's gonna do better than him i mean people said he played good in the second half against tottenham when all he done was held it after and knock it off a bit newcastle just signed chris wood for like 30 mil so maybe <laughs> we right. could get him right. <laughs> could oscar, the same role oscar yeah. on to you so those two questions first and foremost holding in on wing back how do you feel if we, the window closes and we don't sign a wing back and then just the general type of thing um, I, I feel like I've I've kind of just accepted that we're not signing anyone, okay. so it might it won't be a surprise to me. I think you you won't be seeing outrage from me on the timeline, like oh my gosh, we didn't do this. But in in reality, when I look at the situation, I I do feel like 
having Aspie and Alonso in those wing-back positions is extremely detrimental to our team in terms of how how we're going to go about big games, how we're going to try and perform in the Champions League. I know Reese James is not that far back from a return, but mm-hmm. obviously we've got Chilwell out for the entire season. So I would have liked to have seen someone come in that left wing-back position just to, just to boost um, what we have. Mm-hmm. Because I, like, I, I get what Sam's saying, I don't want to get a bad player in, but I don't think it's... I don't think it's that hard to upgrade him Alonso. Like, I just think he, he, him as a player, I think he, he disrupts from our build-up. And, and, and when Aspie's in attacking positions, I don't think they allow the best support for our wingers. And I think that's also part of the reason okay, why I'll come, I'll come back. performed. Okay, I'll come back to that because we're going to talk about Spurs game to finish. But sure. in general, um, is, do, is there any other area of the field that you feel like, actually, we have to make a signing in January? Uh, no, the, the left back would be would okay. be my one. Okay, so so it was interesting what you were saying about um, we have to, well left back or left wing back is the one because essentially when the ball comes out to them they're not that good, right? We're talking about Aspi and Alonso, and especially yes. in the four three. But against Spurs, we played a four three three, right? Is it just me? We played a, a traditional one anchor man, two uh, central midfielders in Mount and Kovacic, and then just Ziyech and Hudson Doyle as winger and then Lukaku as the striker. It was a 4-3-3, right? Uh, I wouldn't... I, not in the way that you described it, I don't think. Okay, I think... Um, tell me I, think I, I, I think I saw basically what you've just said, but mm-hmm. I think I saw Mount as more advanced than Ziyech for most of the game. Yeah, but that's, that's not... No, I, I just... I think they interchanged throughout the game. Yeah, I think that okay. was a big part okay. of it. I think Ziyech and Mount were kind of floating in the same positions because I think they're both dangerous in similar positions. But, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so this is an interesting kind of point, though, um, in the Spurs game because when we bought, literally, when we bought Havertz and Ziyech, everyone was like, they both like the right, they both like the right. But the kind of argument there was if Havertz is playing, because this, I think, just to remind everybody, we actually bought Havertz and most people saw him as a midfielder. If we remember, a lot of people like attacking eights, attacking eights, and Mount, yep. and Mount was going to um, play the kind of more disciplined role than Havertz was going to go forward. And like uh, the way that I saw it anyway, and the way that I was saying it is, if Havertz plays right central midfield and Ziyech plays right wing, naturally the pattern for Ziyech is to come deeper and the pa- pattern for a player like Havertz is to fill in that space. And I think that's what we saw. That kind of whole theory played out on the Spurs game. And we saw it actually worked. Yeah. Um, Mount kind of when Ziyech dragged the fullback deep with him Mount took advantage and then went into that place and I think it kind of really worked it was a good dynamic so I guess the first question is do you want to see more of that in terms of the 4-3-3 three, three? and yeah coming on to it if we, we, don't, we don't necessarily need to sign a wing back if we continue playing the 4-3-3 three, three. so I'll go to you Oscar first and talk to me about the Spurs game but also we, we played four at the back and we played, it seemed like a 4-3-3. Three, three. Do you yeah. want to either continue or do you want us to go back to the 3-4-3? Three, three? Um, in all honesty, I, I, I'd like to see it continue. I did I did enjoy uh, that sort of shape. I, I, I must say though, Dan, when you said attacking eights, mm-hmm. that just brought me back to nostalgia of what <laughs> Chelsea fans were screaming yeah. and that, 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 that transfer window of Havertz and Werner and all that. It's such a throwback. But um, yeah, no... I, I I quite liked I quite like seeing us in this shape. I don't think it's um I don't I don't think it's like gonna solve all of our issues, but I think it definitely does 
help allowing, like you were saying, the interchange of, of Ziek and Mount, and it, it, it brings something different to the table. I think um, when it came to the left-hand side, Hudson Adoy played a bit deeper. I don't think he played as like, like right up with Lukaku. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like his starting position was always deeper and he built into those areas, similar to how he did for the goal. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's something I definitely like to see more of just because what we've been seeing so far has not been working. So yeah. I, I think I'm more refreshed by the change rather than being like, yes, this is a great solution. On, on, on the hudson Doe thing, like hudson Doe is a passive move type of player. And the thing is, because we played Malang Saar, what the way that I see it anyway is he's always going to receive the ball off of so, and if it was Chilwell who kind of is going to receive the ball higher, then that means Hudson Doy is higher. But because it was Malang Sa and he came ah, okay. to deeper, that's why I think he was a bit deeper. Um, and then, and then, just what one thing you said, which is kind of interesting, will come to you, Sam. But in terms of us playing the four-three-three, a lot of the times, especially since the wing backs have been injured with the three-four-three, the ball has come out. Do you know that like when we do those switches for Chelsea? And then it comes out to the wing back and they're in so much space. When it comes out to Aspi or Alonso, they don't necessarily have the skill to yeah. make something out of that. But what changed in the Spurs game is because we was playing a 4-3-3, rather than the spare man being Alonso or Aspi, it would come up to Ziyech or it would come up to Hudson Adoy. And I think mm. the moments of magic they were able to create was the difference for us. So it's taken a bit long to do it, but as soon as our wing backs went out, Really and truly, it should have been, not maybe as soon as, but as soon as the form didn't continue, it should have been, let's ditch this formation that relies on our wing-backs to be good in attacking positions, and let's move to a 4-3-3. I was very encouraged with what I saw from the 4-3-3, especially because of uh, Hudson and Ziyech, and I think I want to see it continue. So, Sam, what's your thoughts on that? I think that's a great point, by the way, just to say. I like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, I think there's definitely an argument that it should have happened sooner. And with this group of players now that we've got Reese and Chilwell out, yeah. this group of uh, players we have is probably better suited to this 4-3-3. Yeah, um, yeah I really, like Oscar said, I don't know if this is the point he was referring to, but the um, that Mount and Hudson-Odoi or Ziyech and Hudson-Odoi were the ones, or even I think... Um, Kovacic was also kind of getting on the other side on Hudson Adoy's side he felt like he was the one getting into kind yeah. of positions and I think definitely it's better than having Aspie and Alonso there yeah I'm not sure if when Reese and Chill will come back it'll still be the same which what would you want though so Reese and Chill are back maybe not this season maybe next season would you want the 3-4-3 back do you prefer it are you bought in 3-4-3 no I prefer the 4-3-3 okay, I think cool. Yeah, I think I definitely prefer. I think just having more midfielders and attackers on the pitch, I'm always going to prefer to have more defenders on the pitch because normally they're better on the ball and better skilled. So We we spoke about Mount kind of going in. And by the way, from the off... um, I will say one thing, though. There is Tottenham tax because we do always pan them. There is is Tottenham tax. We always beat them. Yeah, exactly. But but very, like, and uh, did we play the same attack? In the last Spurs game, was it the same attack? I'm not sure. Anyway, um, um, no, I don't anyway. think so. Anyway, played Hudson Adoy, Mount, and Lukaku. Okay, but there's no Ziyech. Yeah, okay. no Ziyech in the last one. I think okay. Ziyech started in. No, did Ziyech not start in the second one, but he didn't start in the first one? Yeah, anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> I right, lost it. <laughs> yeah. Right from the off, uh, Mount goes down the right channel, feeds it in Lukaku, 
And I think he done an, the same thing later in terms of a ball across to the catch. Air ball. No, no, it was good because I know basically what no, I'm, I'm saying. Lukaku done an air ball. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, someone, someone was saying it showed Mount's lack of kind of tactical discipline or whatever, and that he was playing kind of that the right wing type of thing. And obviously, in that game, it's a single pivot. Um, Spurs didn't hurt us, but in the four-three-three against other teams, are you worried? Do you see that as a tactical weakness if Mount continually kind of operates on that right channel area? And it's just Jorginho. And then even, because don't forget last game, Kovacic was pressing up high with Mount. So then it's just Jorginho left exposed. And not necessarily just Jorginho, it could be Kante, because Kante came on as well. We could talk about it in a second. But are you worried about uh, Mount being particularly attacking in this 4-3-3? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about the exposure that it leaves in central areas. Yeah, And that's, and that's a big part of why that whole DM thing is a conversation, because mm-hmm. you, we just don't feel that whoever we put in that position currently is equipped to handle it, because we don't have that profile in our entire squad. So, mm-hmm. yes, like Sam was saying, I think when we play better teams... That, that can actually hurt us because Tottenham have offered us nothing over three games. Their midfield stinks. I don't think it, it's so bad. I, I, don't, I don't think they're the best litmus test but for, for handling that. So, yeah, I, I would say I'm c- kind of worried. What I'll just say is, and this is just me, I feel like people are in for a big shock when they get whoever they want as a DM. The idea that this one DM can handle that type of thing, I feel like you'll see... This is just my opinion on it. And I feel like you'll see like it's just a difficult job as one man covering all that area. It's it's difficult regardless. I don't care if you're fast. You're going to see them get exposed. You're going to see hundred percent. It's why the 4-2-3-1 became so prevalent is to get two men in there. Yeah. So you do yeah, get yeah, yeah. one on the transition all, all the right. time. Cool. Um, Hudson-Odoi, touchline, they like to get on Hudson-Odoi. Like, they, let's, do. Let's, they, they do. They get on to my boy, Hudson-Odoi. Hey, big up Sam's as well. Who's holding it up? Shemmy on the main is. pod. Shemmy yeah. is. Um, MLJ, man like Joe keeps on at me and me saying we're leaving these guys uh, hang out to drive, but we'll get on to that later. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, how, did, like, how do you think he played? Because really and truly, so I put out a tweet out. Basically, I think a lot of people were complaining in the first half about Hudson Odoi. And even when he was now starting, a lot of people were like, he shouldn't be starting. And I think he was part of this, not saying that he had an insane game, but I think he was a difference maker. And if I was to play that game again in retrospect, I'll definitely play Hudson Odoi because I think um, he played a good game. Um, so what, what did you think about Hudson Odoi's game? We'll start with you, Sam, and then we'll come on to Oscar. Yeah, um, I wanted to see him start. I always want to see him start. Uh, the only thing I would say is it took him 30 minutes too long to decide to run it at Tanganga. Yeah. Like, but I think overall he was good. I think maybe he could have just ran at Tankanga from the first minute. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of been a, a gripe I've had with Cho for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. Someone said in Discord, I think it was PJ, said he almost sometimes plays like a player who doesn't know that he's wavy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of agreed with it. Like sometimes you it feels like... You love that quote. I actually, yeah. Uh, and PJ, <laughs> big up him. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't always say the best things. I, th- I thought that was a good thing. Like He does play like a player that doesn't know he's wavy. Like he's so wavy, and sometimes it feels like I don't know if it's instruction, but once he started going at Tanganga, like every time he got the ball and didn't let him rest, I think he played really well. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think he's just better in attack than the other players that we play there. 
Cool. Oscar, what do you think about Hudson Doe? Um, I, I thought I thought he was good in parts mm-hmm. against Tottenham. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think he had a great game, but I think he, he was impactful in the moments when he played well. Yeah. So I think um, we, we will take that over over a, yeah. a non-existent game. Um, I agree with Sam. I think sometimes he needs to believe in himself more. I think there's a lot of confidence barriers in his in his head when he's got the ball one v one with the defender. Mm-hmm. I think he feels like. Oh, if I lose this ball here, there's going to be a, a, a repercussion. So I'm going to cut back and play a safe pass. Mm. And and he's good at ball retention, so I'm not always mad at that. Mm. But you know, sometimes I feel like he has got the beating of a fullback, and he doesn't believe that he has that beating. And I think once he got past Tanganga, Tanganga got a yellow card, and then he was like, "Oh, okay, I can go at him." And then that's how the second goal happened with him just beating him for pace. Yeah. But in, in in general. Uh, just, just want to say a couple of things because I, I was at the game on Sunday, okay, and and chose a player that I watch closely. Like whenever mm-hmm. I see him, there's a couple of things I notice in his game, and right. I think there's a couple times like because Cho is playing on the left, right? Mm-hmm. When we break down the right, mm-hmm. he doesn't ever seem to sprint to get on the other end of things. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say Mount and Ziyech have got the ball up the right, and he's on the left he'll be in our own half just sort of walking into the opposition half and I'm like well if you sprint that gives them an op- that gives those players an opportunity to whip a ball around and if Lukaku mm-hmm. misses it you're on the end of it so I feel like sometimes he doesn't have that drive to get there and, and there was a couple of times in the second half where Lukaku actually shouted at him because there was a cross that came in Lukaku missed it and he looked at Cho like Cho you should have been there you should have been in the box mm-hmm. Cho wasn't even in the box by that point so I think there's there's an element of that and then also in the second half, when he does his move and he beats Tanganga and lays off the ball for an assist, mm. um, you see after the celebrations, Aspi and Lukaku, they grab Cho and they're like slapping his chest, basically saying, this is what we want from you. Like, mm. this is what we're expecting from you. Have the confidence to, to do what you do in training. As we've heard Tuchel say, he, he's excellent in training. He does things in training that we don't always see on the match days. Mm. I think that might be what, the, what he was referring to. Yeah, so what I'd say is early on in the game, he did. We saw a little bit of that in terms of ZH crossed it, and then he got a header. Didn't get the good, um, a good enough connection, but that was one of the first chances in the game. But yeah, obviously, you was there, and you need to do that as as much as possible. Just because you've done it once in the game doesn't mean it's enough. But then again, again with Hudson Odoi, it's like I don't, I don't understand why people are um, surprised that his confidence is knocked again. This is probably the first time he's got a run in his position that he wants to play. Um, a lot of time he's play, played wing back, barely got starts, obviously had a long-term injury. Unlike Amount, who went to Vitesse and got regular football on loan, and then went to Derby and got regular football on loan. Like most young Chelsea players, like with Reese James, gone to Wigan, got regular football. He, Matt, he hasn't had regular football. Everybody are kind of expecting him to be refined when... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's really had such a bumpy ride. I feel like sometimes it's good to kind of reflect on the journey so far. And that he's obviously, he's 21, but he's 21 where um, he was affected by a long-term injury and obviously Lampard gulagged him. Um, only, <laughs> only brought him back out just before he was sacked. And again, he started really well. So I'm glad to see him get a game time. I know a lot of people were shocked when he started, but I was glad to see Tuchel's faith in him. Whether it's because... They wouldn't sign new contracts or not. It's good. It's good. Okay. The Spurs game, not much to, to really say apart from ZH. I want to focus on ZH because, Sam, I remember both of us, we had conversations. I, I remember it was roundabout, was it the Newcastle game? I can't remember what game it was. It was, I remember definitely the Newcastle game was doing the point when we reviewed it. 
and you was watching back, I was watching back and was like, do you know what? We were saying that he had a stinker, but he was involved in a lot of the really mm. good moments. And yeah, even, yeah. even this game, like, yeah, he scored the goal, but he had a great shot as well um, that made the goalkeeper, obviously it was centrally at the goalkeeper, but even when he's playing bad, there's, he's still got something in him. And so I'm going to come to both of you and just say, listen, is Ziyech winning you over? Oh, what a question. Um, <sighs> it, it's funny It's funny because I, I very, I recall that Newcastle game you guys are talking about, yeah. where in that first half in particular, Ziyech was the only one doing anything. Yeah. He was doing a lot. And when, you, when you're doing a lot and you're missing and you're not always connecting the pass, yeah. people mm. just blame you straight away yeah. without realising that there's a lot of other players that are just anonymous here. Mm. Not, really, yeah. not really adding anything. It's like when so, you're like the project manager on Apprentice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Fantastic analogy. Oh, Fantastic hey, that's analogy. the fun title. You, Oscar. Yeah, man. I mean, it's hey, Sam's doing... talent, you know. These people need to put respect on Sam the whole card game thing. <laughs> All right, go on, Oscar. Yeah, no, uh, agreed, agreed. Um, is he winning me over? He's, he might be, you know, he might be. I think w- when you ask me about the, the five attackers, my, my stance has always been, Ziyech can cut, man. I ain't going to, I wouldn't mm-hmm. cry if Ziyech left. Mm. But I, do, I like, like I've been saying, I do have sympathy for him in mm. terms of, I don't feel like he's been given a fair run to mm. say, let me have a good, let me, let me learn the Premier League. Let me have a stamp on it with a couple of players that I want to build chemistry with yeah. and actually continue because th- that's the only way you're going to get better and understand the league is by playing consistently yeah. and playing with the same players that you can build a repertoire with yeah. and um and yeah i mean i mean when he when he him and lukaku had a bit of a uh back and forth in the brighton yeah. game yeah and people were saying oh you know they don't like each other and i was like well yeah. they've never played football together yeah you've got, to, you've got to actually build that that those reps and yeah. then th- this week there's pictures of them two together on holiday so obviously yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure i read before they were good friends like I, I, yeah. i'm sure i knew that before i saw that like yeah. um, that little argument like i i played football with my boys we argue all the time of course of course, course. Like, of course. It's normal. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely of Oscar. Like, he's definitely... I I almost have more sympathy for Ziyech than I have for Pulisic and Werner. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why. <laughs> but, yeah, it just... It feels like he hasn't really had... He's had... He's had kind of these weird injuries where he, like every time he's building up a bit of form, he got, like, an injury. And... I can't say when he's been on the pitch, he hasn't given us moments. Mm-hmm. I think it was the... Malmo. The main, no, the main pod, sorry, I was listening okay. to. And they were talking about, was it Ziyech and... It was someone else. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Um, and they said, like, oh, Ziyech has no moments. And I was thinking, maybe to the kind of outside fan, it feels like. Right. That, uh, he doesn't have any big moments, that yeah. kind of headline moments. But mm-hmm. for Chelsea fan, he's definitely... He's, I think he's had goals against, like, City, yeah. yeah. Uh, goals against Atletico Madrid, yeah. Um, Liverpool, yeah. Like he's definitely, yeah, exactly. He's definitely had moments. Yeah. And what the thing I have sympathy for Ziyech is when we bought um, Werner and Pulisic, we bought them with the intention they were going to do something that they haven't really done. Pulisic kind of showed it in the lockdown form, but mm. there's a big kind of um, asterisk on that whole time, mm-hmm. um, and. We bought Ziyech as Ziyech. No, I don't think he's any different to what we bought him as. Like, yeah. we that's knew he point. was a high volume, yeah. Um, kind of that's how he plays. Yeah, he's gonna cross the ball seven times a game, 
maybe one will come off. He's going to have eight shots a game, maybe one will come off. Like, yeah. we kind of, we bought him as that. So, it's a bit, like, unfair to say, oh, yeah, you're not. Yeah, but then not everyone was bought in on Ziyech. Not everybody went in. But no, what... no, of course not. But he's yeah. definitely bought me in more because he's got, like, I can't look at that goal against um, Tottenham. Oh, beautiful, like, beautiful. Exactly. Werner but... Pulisic are never, ever doing that in their at all. At all. But... I don't even think Pulisic can kick the ball that hard. <laughs> what I was gonna be, what I was gonna say is, um, when Ziyech was started, I just kind of had the thought that because I think he frustrated a couple of people um, before he scored the goal. Yeah, um, and he always has this thing where as soon as people start complaining about Ziyech, I feel like he's gonna do something. That's just Ziyech. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Is he's very frustrating, man. He's, he's like his so first touch. Is, I love player with a good first touch. He's yeah. got an absolute peach yeah. first touch. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting one because. The thing is, ZH has kind of reeled me in so many times. One minute I'm like, I'll come out on a pod and I'll say it. Blame mm. on a pod. Let's get rid of him. And then directly after, he'll do something mm. great. And then I'm like, actually, let's keep him. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, just as we're wrapping up, um, I want to ask this question. Oscar, did you celebrate the Lampard second anniversary? No. Because no. I've seen, I've seen you, you know what I'm asking? I've seen a lot of it. Um, uh, uh, um, look for me, yeah. I've been uh, like the whole thing is quite weird to me because I'm yeah. like, uh, I'm quite a loyal person, like naturally, isn't it? <laughs> so, obviously, I've, I've been a Chelsea fan for a long time. Uh, are you trying? Is that, is that your Tinder profile? <laughs> like, is it, are, you, are you trying to, to put yourself out there? <laughs> I, I just realized that sounded like a proper Love Island quote there, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm loyal, <laughs> aren't I? No, but like, but like, yeah, I've been a Chelsea fan for a long time. Saw Lampard come in, scored 211 goals for my club. Mm-hmm. So when he became manager, obviously the sentiment was there. Everybody's like, "Oh, remove sentiment." But I'm a, I'm a human. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm a, so so that was there. I didn't rate or or love what he did as a manager. Mm-hmm. But for me, um, I I felt like he needed to go at the time. But mm-hmm. it was never happy for me. It was never mm-hmm. joy. Like when Lampard got sacked, that was a sad day. Even though I felt like he should have got sacked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So to celebrate the anniversary, nah. For me, I'd rather celebrate Tuchel's anim- yeah, the anniversary yeah. of Tuchel rather than yeah. the, the Lampard one. I, 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 I'll never slander Lampard, man. It, it yeah. can't come out of my mouth. I don't even have to ask you this question, Sam. You didn't celebrate the, the Lampard's second anniversary, did you? I didn't, but because I'm a bastard, I do have one mate that loves Lampard, so I pretended to celebrate. <laughs> just to him up. <laughs> I did do that, and I, he listened to the pod as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't do that, but I didn't say it. And I and I hear, I hear he's taking the Everton job, and I I wish him well. Just because he was a yeah. bad manager for Chelsea, took the job too soon, whatever he wasn't good. Would you want him to do well, Everton? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, well, man. he's he's our greatest. Yeah. Well, it's argument. I'm not going to get into that. We've yeah. been on the pod long enough. But he's our greatest ever player. Like, why would I not want him to do well? Just because he was a bit of a bad manager. Yeah, like, I don't have a problem with him as an individual. And also, yeah. I- I didn't. I didn't celebrate. I, I've seen it over Twitter. I don't like it. I think it just lacks class. No, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. You don't even have to like him. I just think it lacks yeah. class in general. Yeah. Um, but I'm not gonna lie. I've celebrated it. So, and we'll end the pod there. <laughs> 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 That's Just brilliant run by Emma! Oh, 
on Twitter and ranting Doing the most Truth say that money is power So when you get money, keep fighting Ghost Ghost I remember when I shot my shot But I didn't have guap So I hit the post But next time it's a golden goal And it Sports Social Podcast Network